0: Hello, and welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast where we watch movies that we've never seen. And then, you know, talk about them, or whatever. I'm your host, Betsy, and with me is your other host, Trent, my husband! I'm also another host. (laughs) So today, we are going to watch another movie that neither of us has ever seen. Yeah. It is 2018's Ready Player One. Divisive. Divisive choice. So my understanding from this movie... I don't know anybody who really loves this movie, but I don't think I know a lot of people who have seen this movie.
1: Yeah. So Ready Player One, to my knowledge, is like it's set in a not post-apocalyptic, but uh, it's kind
0: of it's the not future. apocalyptic,
1: but it's like dystopian future. There you go. Yeah. In in which I think it's like set in Ohio. Like, is it Cleveland? I have no idea. I think I think the, the 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 place it is actually set is future Ohio. Right. And things are bleak for the human race, let's say, mm-hmm. and how people get their entertainment, how people like get on with their days to not, you know, think about how they're all fucked <laughs> is to is to go into virtual reality.
0: Yes. So I know just based off of clips and different things there's kind of these weird like I don't know if people are living in, like, vans or, like, van-size hovels. Right. Uh, they're I, all their little spaces. Yeah, they
1: have a the very, very small spaces. Very limited space. And it's like living in a train yard yeah. in a in a, in a, a little bit fancier treehouse. Right. Is, is how I see it.
0: And they all have these VR headsets and gloves, and they kind of go yeah. into this... I don't know. It's not even a game.
1: No, it's just a virtual world.
0: It's a virtual world. And that is how they all live their lives. Right. I think Basically all like, the time, yeah, right? Yeah, I
1: think like people have their their jobs in there and okay. they just live their lives in there to get away from the bleak reality. The squalor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so this is based on a book. Yeah. And this is kind of a, a tome. This is like a big old book is, is yeah. my understanding. I don't remember who wrote it. Um, I know this movie is Spielberg. Yeah. So this was kind of a big deal that he was adapting this right
1: and i think this was like his like he had a long he had a long journey to get to this movie yeah uh i don't know when the when the book came out but it's been fairly recent Mm -hmm. like within the past 10 years most likely probably so he probably read the book or maybe somebody Option turned edition, him yeah. on turn him on to it and said hey you you'd be a good fit for this mm-hmm. and yeah i think it was just a, a really long time in the making yeah whether whether it was like the pre-production or the actual production i don't know but i know it's a long time coming
0: this strikes me as the kind of book that when you're reading it and you think could this be a movie yeah it takes a long time to get made because the technology required to pull it off successfully Mm -hmm. doesn't always exist. And we've kind of touched on that before. Like if you were to remake some of these movies from Uh 20, 30 years ago, you could do so much more with them now. Episode
1: one comes to mind.
0: Okay, but the problem with episode one is they had the technology, but they didn't ask if they should use the
1: technology. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, just because we can doesn't mean we should. Right. Watching it 20 plus years later, it don't look so hot.
0: Right. If Mr. Lucas would like to remake something in the technology and clean them up, how about you just make those better?
1: Well, he wouldn't do Look it anymore. Better. He wouldn't do it anymore, Betsy. It would be Mr. Abrams or Mr. Whoever.
0: What I'm saying is, you know, he went back and redid the I original know. trilogy. I know. So anyway, that's that. That's a different story. But yes, Ready Player One, I think will be interesting to see the scope of the computer graphics yeah. that they're the using. Yeah. Yes, the, the in virtual this virtual world. world. Yeah. Um, and I know it's a lot of pop culture, like a lot of yeah, pop culture. Yeah,
1: that was the other thing. So what I understand is that the reason why people thought this movie was going to be impossible to adapt and actually put on screen is because of all the different properties. The rights. The rights to be able to get all these characters and references in on screen is an impossible task. Yeah. But apparently they, they pull it off. Like there's a lot of things that were that I'm probably going to recognize more than you because mm-hmm. a lot of it is video game related. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, if they could pull it off with Roger Rabbit, where you've got all of the Looney Tunes right. and all the Disney characters, that was the
1: '80s. Disney was a lot less litigious back then.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> they were willing to share in 1980, whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, nowadays it's every little thing mm-hmm. and. I know in this it's everything from the Iron Giant to mm-hmm. what Pac-Man or yeah. yeah
1: I think there's like the biggest reference in video games is probably a Final Fantasy character. Okay. I think that the 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 the, du- the main dude from Final Fantasy 7 mm-hmm. isn't it Cloud? Yeah. But like Beyond that, I don't know who else is in it. I know there's there's a lot of like freeze frame. You have to pause the movie to like because there's so much look at the background to see where everything is and it's, try it's to a, identify people. A
0: rich tapestry. <laughs>
1: yeah. So again, there's been a lot of people who have talked about this movie. I, I never really wanted to watch it because of the divisiveness of it. Yeah. And you know, it's not a video game movie. No. You know, it, it's it's just referencing it. Like, Wreck-It Ralph is more of a video game movie than this is, I would imagine. Mm-hmm, probably. And, you know, Scott Pilgrim is kind of a video game movie, to yeah. a point. Yeah. But this is just so broad, it's, like, not even, to my knowledge anyway, it, it doesn't seem to be, like, revering them. It's just, hey, remember this guy, remember this property. Throw
0: it all at you to see right. what you notice. Right, and
1: it's it's not, like... Like I said, it's not revering it. It's just, hey, remember. Mm-hmm. For for the sake of, hey, we got the rights to put these things on screen.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a fairly unknown cast. I don't know any big name
1: stars know, in this movie. I know nobody in this movie.
0: The I know there's an actress that I've mentioned before. She was in Sound of Metal. Okay. So his girlfriend in yeah, Sound yeah, of yeah. Metal. She's in this movie. All right. And the kid I've seen in stuff like the lead guy yeah. since then, but again, can't really place him. I don't know the actor's name. Mm-hmm. I have no idea if there's any big name stars in this.
1: I mean, being a Spielberg joint, I you would hope so. Maybe, Maybe some, some voices. voices. Yeah, yep. yep.
0: I love you. You just got there at the same time <laughs> as me. Uh, and plot, no idea. I don't
1: have a fucking. clue. I don't
0: know what the impetus for this is. I don't no. know what's going to happen to anybody. Boy meets girl. What happened, a in the,
1: what happened in the world that caused all this to happen?
0: If we find that out.
1: Right. Is there like a big bad where we're trying to save the world? Or is it just like a day-to-day thing where, you know, he's going to work one day in virtual reality and then he comes across something and he's got to try to save the world. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Well, why don't we go find out? Yeah. So we're going to go see how we feel about it and see where we land. We're going to watch Ready Player One and we'll be right back. So Trent, Ready Player One, what did you think?
1: Very, very nerdy movie.
0: (laughs) Yes, this is a, you could watch it many, many times and you're not going to see all the references. They are thrown at you very quickly. And I get that that's the point, but holy cow.
1: Wow.
0: Apart from that though, overall, what are your thoughts?
1: So, I don't understand why this movie is, like, divisive. Do you know the backstory there?
0: No. Other than it's that thing where the book and the movie are not one and the same.
1: I think that would be what it is. That's all it is. I I just don't see how this would be... There's nothing uh, offensive about it. Other than its highly pandering nature.
0: Okay, so here's what I'll say about this. Okay. I kind of liked this movie. I did too. I don't think I loved it. I don't think this is one I'm going to revisit a lot, but Uh I was finding myself getting absorbed. And I think what it boils down to is two words. Steven Spielberg. Sure. He has a deft touch at making these like saccharine sweet family type movies where it's, it's trying to strike a chord in your heart. And I think that if you don't have a sentimental undercurrent in your being, mm-hmm. this maybe beats you over the head.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A, a little, little bit. bit, yeah. You know,
0: it's all friendship and being a lonely person and making bonds and coming together and, you know. Which,
1: okay, all right. So me personally, looking at this movie, I can relate. Yeah, I can relate a whole bunch.
0: Well, yeah, you are a person who, when we're talking about gaming, yeah, you're this guy. You play by yourself.
1: I play by myself. I have never really gotten into any kind of online thing. Mm-hmm. I know people who have, and they've made, you know made friends and you know met their partners and things yeah. like that through online gaming. This is
0: a very real thing that we have in the real world in right. 2021. Right.
1: Right. So this game is an amalgamation of a whole lot of different things. Yes. You know, you you combine, like, a World of Warcraft, a Second Life, a, like, kind of, like, there are social games that that exist that are, like, still popular, like, very much now, Mm -hmm. where you just choose an avatar from pop culture. I think I showed you one of these the other day, where you can just pick something from pop culture and other people have made these characters, these avatars, these, whatever this artwork and put it into these games and you can just be whatever you want.
0: And if it doesn't exist, they'll just make it
1: right and make it exist. Right. You, you take a model from something else and just insert it into this game Mm -hmm. and you are Pac-Man, you are, you know, whatever you want to be. Yeah. So I, it's, it's all of that put into VR and then you you just throw in some fantastical things. Like I have, I just tap my, tap my shoulder and I have a a virtual interface in front of me and I can just pull up whatever is in my quote unquote inventory. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you throw in a bunch of that stuff and it fleshes it out into what it is. Yeah. Which, you know, that's, that's really, really cool. And I can see how, a populace in this world would be obsessed with it. Yeah. Because what they don't explain, and I really wish that they did, I think you probably feel the same way. I wish they fleshed out what the hell happened to this world to make it like this. Why is Columbus, Ohio, a slum?
0: Yeah, the actual outside world is trash.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it is trash. Right. It's not that much in the future from where we are currently.
0: Right. So this movie takes place in 2045. Yeah. So a mere 24 years into the future. Uh-huh. But it is a pretty realistic future. So the the game, the technology exists now that you can be in this fully engrossed game. The right. The only thing that we don't really have is the... Uh, what did they call it? the treadmill that kind of moves multi-directional treadmill
1: they those do they exist, exist to but they're a point. not
0: they're not mainstream
1: in twenty four years we could get there easily yeah. if you if you threw a lot of resources at it, yeah this game could exist the
0: VR headsets already exist yeah, the, the gloves that interact
1: and the VR sets that are wireless mm-hmm. exist yeah like you can just wear one down the street. I wouldn't recommend that because no. you can't see anything out of it the,
0: that was one thing that I uh was noticing in this you know there's all these people playing within the game but then there's people just on the street yeah
1: also in the game and
0: just flailing
1: their arms
0: (laughs) so there's a little um discontinuity Mm -hmm. about how you actually exist in this world like you can just walk around Mm -hmm. in the real world but aren't you gonna get hit by a car or something yeah So, yeah, I think you're right. They could have elaborated more on the actual world itself and maybe some of the technology. They mentioned
1: a couple of things. I only wrote down one of them because I didn't remember the other. Right. Uh, Like, the bandwidth wars was one of the things that caused this to happen.
0: I missed that one. There was
1: one other one.
0: I don't know. I have a friend from Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. And I would be curious what she thinks of future Columbus if she's ever watched this movie. Right. But, yeah, so it's Ohio. It's 2045. I think it's pretty realistic, all things considered. Mm-hmm. This kid lives in the stacks, which is basically the... The slums. The slums. Yeah. It's literally like, trailer it homes. It's a
1: mobile home court, but, but vertical. vertical.
0: Yeah. And he spends all his time just climbing up and down. And he seemingly does not do anything other than play in the Oasis.
1: Right. Which, you know... 2021, we're already talking about virtual currency. Yep. And. Credits. In this particular world, you can earn money by playing these games, by doing tasks or work or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. within these games.
0: Again, realistic. It's just in this movie, it's real money. Right. Versus in the game where it's just fake money. Right. In if you were to play a game in our real world <laughs>
1: right so like you it's like you 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 earn virtual currency in the game but apparently that can translate into something that can be spent in the real world because you know they even mention it here you gotta eat mm-hmm. F- food is a thing still <laughs> into yeah. in, in whatever year this is. I don't know my, my mind is kind of racing here as to what it is that, really went on like the 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 IOI corporation. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what their whole thing is. I know it's a big corporation where their basic mission statement is find the keys, get the egg.
0: Okay, so let's back up. So let's just establish some things. All right. So the first 10 minutes of this movie, this was like exposition on steroids. Sure. Like this was so much that you need to know. Yeah. And they're trying to crank through it as fast as possible. Right. So there's this company that created this game. Yep. Halliday is this main guy who created yep. the game with another man. Yep. They created the Oasis.
1: Think about him as a Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs. Yes. Who created Apple.
0: Yes. So they created this world. And then when he died, he left a challenge. He Mm hid an Easter egg in the game. And you have to look through the clues and his archive. He's Mm -hmm. kept a detailed record of all of his thoughts and dreams and visions and everything. All of his experiences
1: since he started doing it right he
0: basically uploaded everything into the game Mm -hmm. and if you are paying attention you can crack the code you beat three challenges Mm -hmm. and then you will win the entire company so ioi exists solely because of sorrento who is somebody who actually used to work for these game developers. Yeah, he was an intern. He was an intern. He had an, he had inside information, basically. Mm-hmm. And the sole purpose is to take over the company right. because he wants to sell advertising. He is the right. evil corporate overlord right. who wants to fill your gaming screen with 80% ads before you have a seizure. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's an allegory for corporate greed, yes. basically. Yes,
1: yes my the re, and i think the reason why my mind is kind of racing here is be, is because of the analogs to that we have in real world. Yes. Uh we have these games. We have these games that think about Fortnite. Fortnite is the biggest game in the world right now mm-hmm. and they are making Truckloads of money by the day, yes, because of this. And people are all they're doing is buying virtual currency to right. buy on virtual goods in this game so that you look unique to the other players. So that you have, and it's not even an edge up, it's just hey, look you how wanna, cool I am. You want to look like a peeling banana? Sure, go ahead. You want to look like Celebrity A over here that we gave a bunch of money to? to be, To appear to use in the their game, image. yeah, right. To appear in the game, you know, you pay him five million dollars. You're gonna make a hundred million for people buying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be, because I am aware of so many different analogs to what this movie is, and this movie came out was it t- three years ago,
0: 2018.
1: Yeah, so three years ago, and so and, and the book came out. I'm sure well before that.
0: It wasn't like that much longer before, but no, a few years, right? Certainly. So
1: you know there's a lot of different things that have come out since then and you know we saw a whole lot of different references to other games and other other media in this and yeah that's that's the thing that is really causing me some difficulty here to express what my feelings are here because you know damn it we have these things already and they're already kind of bad.
0: Well, yeah. There's the they show the memory where they show Sorrento actually working at this company Yeah. and he's throwing out his ideas and he's got the corporate mindset. Yeah. Well, we can make people pay different Tears. levels. You can have yeah. tiers of membership. Which is the more you pay, the better mm-hmm. your stuff is. Yep. Yeah, and that's this whole world. That's the entire existence. I am not a gamer, but I understand that yeah. the whole thing is swag and swagger well, you know it's just getting shit to moni- make yourself cool
1: monetization
0: yeah the you, more you monetize
1: spent. you monetize your game so that you can get more and more people that's why you know the whole idea of a game that is quote-unquote free to play yeah it's free to play you can do the, th- you can do the thing that you the, the the main thing that you are actually doing in the game you, you can do it for free yes but the entire thing is filled with references to the fact that you can buy other shit.
0: Upgrade, upgrade, upgrade.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like it'll make you better at the game. It'll give you an extra extra gun or this or that or the other. You get a
0: cool hat. No, you
1: get a hat. <laughs> you get a hat. Not even a real hat. It's a and virtual your, hat. Your bullets look like turds. <laughs> you know, shit, stuff like that, you know?
0: Stupid nonsense. Yeah. But people spend money on it. And it is
1: incredible how much money is made by this stuff Mm -hmm. and you know people who who play and make you know quote unquote regular games are terrified that you know that kind of business model of just hey put out this one single player game that you can play once and be done with it yep you pay your 50 60 70 dollars for it you put it on the shelf and you might play it again in five years that's not how you make a lot of money though not, not these days, more. not these days, because you know what? We have the platforms in order for you to just here's your your credit card is already in the system. Just click this button. Yeah. Just click this button. Just click, click this button. Click the button. It is so easy to do. Back in my day, if I want to get all old man on you, I had to go to a store. I had to tell the man behind the counter, I want that game. And I had to purchase it with my money and I took it home. I took it out of the package. I read the instruction book. They don't come with instruction books anymore, Betsy. Hell
0: no. You got to learn by doing,
1: Trent. (laughs) Learn by doing. And, you know, I had to put it in the machine and I played it. Now everything is digital. You could buy a console, a box, or or even a PC and never buy anything physical except for the controller in your hand. Right. You know?
0: So, this all being said. Yeah. Bring it back to the movie. Yeah. So, I think it literally just boils down to that. The little the little guy who makes the little game. Right. Or the person who just loves the game mm-hmm. versus
1: the corporations. Yeah, the exploitation agents. Yes. Who you know what, a company has to make money. Mm-hmm. I understand that, especially a public company. I work for a publicly traded company. Yeah. And they have to make money for their shareholders. That's it.
0: Mm-hmm. So I understand that. Yep, and there's literally, in this world, you can go into debt and pay off your debt by going to work for this corporation.
1: Right. And Doing and the, and whatever the they need you to do
0: in the game. Yeah, and,
1: and the corporation's main goal Is to win the challenge. Yes. That's it. And now other people will play the challenge whenever they have a free moment, whenever they're not doing whatever it is that they're doing in the game Mm -hmm. for fun or pleasure or whatever else you get to do in there.
0: So this is where it got, again, into so much like exposition and explaining what you need to know in a very, very short amount of time. So there are all these people. This happened in... What, five years before this? So, like 2040, this guy died yeah. and he put out this challenge. Mm-hmm. And at first, it was mayhem, everybody trying to do it. But after five years, people have kind of cooled on it because they just sort of assume nobody's ever going to do it. Right. So, it's like, like nobody's a even of found people.
1: one. Like, there's three keys. You have to find all three keys in order to access the actual
0: ending. Yeah. And there's a lot of like slang. So there's the sixers and yep. that's the people who work for IOI who yep. they just have a number. They don't have a name and they right. all start with six. Right. And there's a, what did they call them? Gunters, mm-hmm. egg hunters. Yep. Like it was a lot yep. of weird little slang things oh, yeah. and everybody's got an avatar and there's artifacts and there's all these different things. So this did make me think of this. This is a real thing that exists in the world. Not in the world of video games, but mm-hmm. in the world of literature. Are you familiar with this? No. There is somebody, and i the name of them, this person is escaping me. There is an author who wrote a series of books, and while he was still living, he wrote a book that he let everybody know is full of clues. He actually buried a treasure somewhere. He buried like an actual literal treasure chest and he published a book that has everything you need to know to crack his code and find his treasure.
1: I have never heard of this.
0: Yes, this is real. And this was like 15 years ago or something. This guy died and nobody has found it. This is a real thing. Somewhere in the world, Google huh. this. I don't know the guy's name, but this guy has a book. And if you look at it, you can analyze it. And if you're smart, you
1: will figure out his clues and find his treasure. So there, what you're, what you're saying is there is a group of people who get hired to look through this stuff, look through the book, analyze it, and try to figure out where the, what the treasure is? So I believe
0: he put out what the treasure is. I think... There's it's literal gold. It's something made of actual gold. Fine. But no, you could go and get this book. If you are smart, right, I get that. you could figure this out. But my point is this is a real thing.
1: Okay, I so I So there is
0: saying. some inspiration here okay. that in the world of Ready Player One mm-hmm. somebody has done this. <laughs> Yeah. And nobody has found it. Yeah. It still exists. I think they've kind of, people have sort of pieced together, it's in North America. Like, that's as <laughs> much as they can figure Pinpoint out. Pinpoint accuracy. This American author wrote a book.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm going to look into this be- and get you a name because my friend told me about this in college. And in college, nobody had found it. And now, still nobody has found it. And that was, you know, 15 years ago.
1: <laughs> I-, I mean, it's... Just you saying this sounds like an urban legend.
0: It's not though. I swear I, to God, it's and, real. And I,
1: and I believe you. It's just it's one of these things that, you know, it 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 sounds like. Oh yeah, my my uncle who worked at this publishing company said that. Oh yeah, there's a secret in there. If you, if you buy if you buy a bunch of books and you can give them out to your students.
0: Nope, it's just one book. Yeah. It's all in like the artwork or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna find out. Put a pin in it. My point being, all right, there is some. Like I get what you're saying though. Like in this world it could easily be an urban legend that there's an Easter egg. Sure. Except for the fact that the man released a video and said, right. I'm doing this. Right. And this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. Good luck.
1: And what I so what what's the, the actor's name who um
0: So it's Mark Rylance. Mark
1: Rylance, which we've talked about him yes. a couple of times in he's, this. Podcast. He's worked
0: with Spielberg a few times yeah, now.
1: Yeah, he was in Bridge of Spies, that horrible piece of shit. Oh. every time we bring it up i'm gonna say it
0: and i believe he voiced the bfg which i believe was another spielberg thing yes so they have now in more recent years worked together a number of times good actor actor. you had simon Pegg. Mm -hmm. you had the guy who played sorrento did you recognize him
1: yeah he was in um uh, uh uh rogue one
0: and captain marvel
1: that's right that's right
0: yes um Then I recognized the actress who was in the second Ant-Man movie. She was the uh, the woman finale. Yeah. I think she they, that's she right. Was she was finale. in the white suit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was trying
1: to figure out where do I know her? Where do I know her from? Mm-hmm.
0: Lots and lots of people that I recognize. But once again, a movie full of non-American actors playing Americans. Yeah. Simon Pegg yeah. doing an American accent. He's British. Mark Rylance. He is also British. he
1: also had an he had an accent when he was the, his avatar. Yes. In, in the thing, <laughs> which <laughs> you
0: find out much. Which much is not, Later. yeah,
1: which is not his real accent.
0: No, it's not. No. Uh, but that was something that I picked up. It's like every time somebody comes on the screen, it's like, British, British, right. not American, right. British. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Just one of those things. Even, even uh, the kid's aunt. So he lives with his aunt and uh-huh. she's got a piece of crap boyfriend. Uh-huh. That guy is British. I've seen him in other things. I've seen things. him in things
1: too, yeah.
0: Uh, one of the women... Who was like his neighbor? I've seen her in different things. She's British. Hmm. So I don't know if that's just because they filmed this in the UK or what. But I don't know. it's another one of those everybody playing Americans. They're all playing Ohioans. Yeah. Ohioans. Yeah. And what else? Oh my God, there was just so much. There was so much pop culture references. I just got a list. I noticed Jason from Friday the 13th. Jason was in this movie. Uh,. Mm-hmm. They had the DeLorean from Back to the Future, the T-Rex from Jurassic Park, King Kong, Batman. You noticed Pee-wee's bicycle. Pee-wee's
1: bicycle from Pee-wee's Big Adventure.
0: Yeah. The Iron Giant. They mentioned Bill and Ted. They didn't show it. Yeah. Um, The Alien from Aliens. Goro from Mortal Kombat. I saw a poster in one scene that was uh, Elect... I think it's Goldie Goldstein or something. Mm. The guy who's running for mayor in Back to the Future. They mm-hmm. had his election poster. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talked about the Breakfast Club. Ferris Bueller. The Shining Place a big The Zemeckis part.
1: Cube. Yeah.
0: There was a Gremlin. He-Man. The Joker. Chucky. Ninja Turtles. Serenity, which is the, the ship. ship from Firefly. Yeah. So much stuff. So yeah, this is like a blink and you'll miss it kind of movie, but a lot, a lot, a lot is happening. So I'm not going to go into too much more detail. Just know that you could watch this movie many times and miss it all.
1: I am sure people have already done the the frame by frame analysis as to how many different references and characters and whatever else is in this. That's not what we're going to go over here, but holy shit. And we, and we normally don't stop the movie when we're watching it just to go back and see something. Sometimes We have to, we had to do it a couple of times during this because especially during the big, big scenes, we just had to freeze it and just see, okay, I know that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy.
0: Yeah. My God. Yeah, it's it's so overwhelming. Like I said, they they give you so much in the yeah. first like 10 minutes. It's yeah. just like, here's all the rules. Here's all the things you need to know. And you're right. They don't talk about the outside world. This guy, Wade, he lives with his aunt. Yeah. We don't really know the situation exactly. Mom and dad are gone. That's pretty much all we get. We don't know if he's in high school, if he's an adult. Is
1: there school?
0: Is there school? Like, they showed a high school, but it was, like, spray-painted over. So it's almost indicating that there is no high school. Everybody
1: goes to school in the virtual reality. I guess. Maybe. Maybe.
0: So, yeah, we just sort of dive right into it, and we find out the first challenge is a race. And it's in a virtual New York City, Mm -hmm. and it's, you know... Chaos. He's mm-hmm. driving the DeLorean.
1: Yep. <laughs> as one does. The DeLorean from Back to the Future, yes. of course. The there time are, machine, not just
0: are... a DeLorean. Yeah, the Time Machine, yes. Yes, the Time Machine, if you will. And he crashes and burns in glorious fashion because King Kong always stops it. Yeah. But he manages to piece together some clues that if you go through the race backwards. It'll take you basically exactly to the end of the game underneath. Which? So you made a comment about this. So talk about this.
1: Okay. So two things. One, there is an Atari game that I think they reference in the movie where it's um, uh, 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 Pitfall is the name of the game. Okay. In Pitfall, it is an adventure game where you play a dude who is just going across the screen. Avoiding obstacles and getting points by avoiding obstacles. Mm -hmm. It's a very rudimentary game, pretty advanced for its time, though. But in Pitfall, you can actually go backwards, go to the left instead of going to the right, where that every other game up to that point and beyond. Yeah. You go from left to right. Linear. It's yeah. very
0: you go this way. But if
1: you go right to left when you first start the game, the game is much much easier, you can get a much much higher score and things like that.
0: And nobody even really thought to go that way because Everybody, they just
1: assumed you they to start go to the right. They start you on the left side of the screen. Always. You expect I'm going to c- uh, go I'm going to make uh, progress by going yeah. over to the right. As in every other game up until that point, right? And of course, this dude came up during the '70s with Atari. Yeah, that's when he grew up. Mm-hmm. The other, the other thing, which has to do with him, like going underneath. So, how video games work, like mechanically, like he's driving underneath in this green virtual reality type of thing, and he can see above him the actual world. Well, in a video game. The things that you are interacting with are not always loaded into the game itself. Yeah, they showed uh, the 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 T Rex.
0: Yeah, it's underground on the It was, it was whole underground,
1: platform. and it's like coming up from the ground, uh, quote unquote, spawning on the, the the play area.
0: And it's triggered. It doesn't it's just tri- it's not
1: just there. Right. It it shows up when it's supposed to. Right. And all of this stuff. Is scripted in, in video games, especially like even to this day, mm-hmm. like you just go to a thing. That thing isn't always there because if they were to try to load every single asset from the game yeah. at the same time, you can't do that. That's
0: how glitches happen.
1: You, can't, you, you literally <laughs> cannot do that. There is not enough memory there mm-hmm. to load it all. So guess what? They have to load it in as you are interacting with it. Yeah. So that was kind of a cool uh, representation of how this game is actually functioning. Yeah. Like peeking behind the curtain, at, mm-hmm. a, as it were. Well,
0: and he says, you know, the, nobody gets past Kong. That's the rule. Well, yeah, because everybody's thinking of it in a linear fashion. Right. You have to go this way because that's how you have to go. And right. Kong's going to get you and beat mm-hmm. you. <laughs> and you lose. But he figures out, mm-hmm. just kidding. I'm going to go the other way. Yep. <laughs> and he does it. So he gets the first key. And then he, of course, tells his friends, like, one at a time, this is how you win. Um, and they all start figuring out. because and, and
1: you're given a clue.
0: Yeah. Because like any good game with an Easter egg, especially in the age of the Internet, yes. once one person has done it, the secret's out. Oh, yes. So there is very few. There are very few things that are unknown. To the world once they are discovered,
1: but in in the 70s and 80s when this guy started coming up, Mm -hmm. there was no internet. No, you had to hear magazine or something. You had to hear it from your friends. Mm -hmm. Like that's where the whole shtick about you know I heard from my friend if you do this 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 and that then her clothes come off or. Like the, the, what was it? The, 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 the nude code for Lara Croft <laughs> right. in, in the PlayStation. Yeah. Like, and that was when the internet was still a thing or you could, and you could, you could easily prove that that's not true.
0: Or you could lock the butler in the attic.
1: Yes. That's the other Lara Croft thing. That's not a cheat. That's just, that's just if commitment. If you run
0: fast enough.
1: That's just commitment. <laughs> stupid
0: crap like that you find out.
1: But um, and like Mortal Kombat we we mentioned that's all over this movie and like oh yeah if you if you uh beat a scorpion on this level 5 times in a row then that'll the that'll that'll unlock the character that's in in the background on fire.
0: And some is real and some is just some bullshit. And most
1: of that is complete bullshit, but you know what they did in the in the future games in one of the Mortal Kombat games, the dude who's on fire in the background yeah. became a real character. He yeah. wasn't he wasn't a real <laughs> character then. That that rumor was complete BS, but they made him into a real thing because of the stupid rumor. It was rumor. so
0: prevalent yes. that they were like, ah, oh, screw it, let's do it. Yes. <laughs> let's make him a character. Yes.
1: <laughs> that's the kind of video game makers that I respect. Yeah. Yeah. And that's this guy. He he respects where things have come from. He respect and he has holiday. A, he, you mean? Yeah, yeah. He has reference for where he came where he came from. Well,
0: and he's a straight up pop culture nerd. They like yeah. say it many times. Yeah. He is a nerd, which is why this movie is so full of just layers and Everything. layers and layers. Everything. Yeah. So they get the first challenge, and then they have their clue that it's. It's something to do with the creator who hates his creation yeah and it's revealed that the two creators of the game it's Halliday and then I I can't remember the other character's name but Simon Pegg's character created yeah. the game with him yep. and he he got him to sell his shares basically so he was kicked out Halliday took over yep. and he apparently went on a date. With the woman who would become the other guy's wife.
1: Right. And he regretted that he didn't take the plunge, didn't take the uh, the, the jump. Leap. Yep. The leap. Thank you. With that woman, he didn't... He didn't he, make a move. He didn't make a move. Ex- yep. Exactly.
0: And she wanted to go dancing, mm-hmm. but he took... He, they watched a movie instead, and the movie they watched was The Shining. Right. And yes, this is literally the hotel from The Shining. Yeah. Now again... You've never seen The Shining. I
1: haven't seen The Shining. I know quite a bit about it just through other pop references. Yep. It's one of these movies you just... You can't avoid no. what it's so about and what happens.
0: We got the creepy girl twins and I saw these elevators and I just started screaming, Blood! Ah, blood elevator blood. full of blood, elevator full of blood before it even <laughs> happened because it's just like, this is what's going to happen uh-huh. here. And then the guy runs into the, the the room 237 and I said, no, no, don't go to 237. Bad things happen in 237. Yeah. And yeah, this actually was a sequence that was really cool and I have to assume... That this was actual footage from the movie and they That's just superimposed
1: like. the, character. the
0: characters over it. Which yeah. would actually be really easy to do it that way yeah. versus the other way where you're trying recreate to recreate it. Yeah, where right. you're trying to recreate it. Some of it was recreated. Like the the woman when she turns into a like, decrepit old lady yeah, yeah. with a knife. Some of that was changed for this movie. Mm-hmm. And you never actually see jack torrance you never actually nope. see uh jack nicholson mm-hmm. uh but yeah i'm like okay yes i see the little bike the kid that rides his little tricycle through mm-hmm. the hallways mm-hmm. his bike is sitting there and the picture that they look at is in the shining mm-hmm. except instead of jack torrance being in the middle uh so it's it's a uh, well excuse me it's jack nicholson's character There is a picture where Jack Nicholson is front and center and he is replaced here with Halliday. Yeah. And then the woman woman is right next to him. So they figure out, oh, she's in the ballroom Mm -hmm. and she's in there and you have to get to her. And the only way to do it is to jump.
1: Is the ballroom in the movie? Yes. The ballroom is in the movie. Is there dancing?
0: I don't if they're specifically dancing but that's
1: where one would dance
0: yes there are references to the ballroom like he goes and gets a drink in the ballroom okay fine um but yeah that that whole sequence was pretty cool and then of course everybody playing this game is in a horror movie
1: Right, <laughs>
0: screaming and frantically Yeah, once flailing.
1: once I O I finds out, oh, it's in the shining area. We all just
0: have to get through the shining.
1: Yeah, so it's just all of these people in their in their VR sets, just screaming and <laughs> <laughs> encountering all of the different things in the shining hotel. It's, yep, it's pretty great. And
0: they're able to figure this out because Stephen King wrote The Shining, yep. and he hated the movie The Shining. Yeah. Yep. Bottom line. Yep. But Artemis, which is uh, the the lady. girl, the lady that uh, our main character befriends, she is the first falls in
1: love with Betsy.
0: Okay, well, whatever, <laughs> t- whatever. Uh, they're able to figure that out. Yeah. Um, we skipped a little bit, so before that, they thought it was a dance club. Yeah. And that's where he used the Zemeckis cube. I just want to bring which, that up.
1: Which causes it's a every- Rubik's cube, but it's a Zemeckis cube. Which causes everything to go back in time by sixty seconds.
0: <laughs> Which is so stupid. I have to assume Zemeckis Cube came from. I don't know if that's in the book or if Spielberg did that specifically I for this. I feel movie. like
1: that was a Spielberg thing.
0: But yeah, I was like, what are all these gadgets? Of course, we're going to call it the Zemeckis Cube. Whatever. So yeah, that was a funny little moment. Yeah. So we figure out the shiny thing. So now we've got two keys. So we've accomplished two of the tasks. So this is where kind of the, the Oasis world and the real world start to collide a little bit more. The Sorrento guy like makes Wade an offer and he says, come work for me. You don't have to do this. I'm going to give you all this money. And when he says no, he blows up his house. Cause why not?
1: Yeah. And kills his aunt. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? And, And probably a bunch of other people there too.
0: Because he's a horrible villain. That's Businessman. How, that, I'm sorry. A businessman. He's a boss man. Boss Try man. And,
1: boss man 69, Betsy. He can't
0: remember his own stupid password. And he has to put it that on a, piece a nice of paper. That was a nice touch.
1: That was a nice touch.
0: <laughs> and they all get together. So his friends from in the game start showing up in real life. Yeah. So Artemis basically has a bunch of guys who are the resistance, resistance. and she sends somebody to go get him. Mm -hmm. And so that's where they figure out that second clue. They go about their business, and then they're already able to figure out where the third key is going to be just because they had hackers, like IOI had hackers or something. They had already
1: had some some clue as to where the third key was. They narrowed it down. Yeah, so they... They already kind of knew some portion of it. And I think them finding out the the first and second keys, that got the rest of it. Yeah. So they know where it is. And the third challenge is you have to play a game of adventure for the 2600.
0: Right. But they don't know that. They just know no. you have to play the Atari. Yes. So they have a line of guys. They just have a line of people. Goons. Yeah, They
1: have a line of people. Lined up to play every single Atari game known to man. There are a lot of them. Until
0: they figure out which one it is. Until they
1: figure out which one it is, which I guess they have some people there. They said, oh, it's probably this. And they kind of time it. It's like, well, okay. They haven't died yet. They haven't fallen through the ice yet. One minute. One minute.
0: One minute. Yeah. One minute. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So... Once they get to adventure, the guy keeps on playing.
0: So why do they figure out it's adventure? Trent explain adventure.
1: So adventure is one of the first Atari games ever put out. Now I never had an Atari. I don't really have a lot of context personally to this, but I, but I am aware of somebody who has told this story before back in the early days of Atari. And a lot of different video game companies did this in the eighties too. You didn't really get any kind of credits no. For games. At all. At all. Because the biggest reason why they didn't do it is because if the names were in there, other video game companies would come and poach them.
0: Yeah. The designers were so in demand. Correct. They didn't want them to be so taken. So many
1: different... Look, there weren't anybody who knew how to do this. <laughs> it was a handful. And a lot of times it was one dude or one yeah. chick. Who completely designed, programmed, and made the game themselves.
0: Especially in those days.
1: But it got put up but it got put out under the company name. It got put out under Atari's name mm-hmm. and Activision and Electronic Arts. A lot of those companies are still out today.
0: An umbrella company, if you will.
1: Yes. Well, they're all different companies. <laughs> anyway. But in Adventure, they explain it in the movie. He programmed in this guy programmed in this little easter egg it was the first easter egg to ever be programmed in a a game if you did this very obscure thing nobody would ever try to do it Mm -hmm. but if you knew what you were doing it would be pretty easy like the man says and it's not even hard you're just like Mm -hmm. wandering around in the dark and you just happen to click or press the button in this certain area and then oh i have something in my inventory i have i am, am am holding something yeah okay I'm just going to take it all the way to the beginning of the game. You go past this little thing. And then magically, there's the guy's name. The yep. guy who programmed the entire game of adventure. Yep. That was the first Easter egg.
0: There you go. Yeah. So, it's really neat. So, yeah, it's a layered reference if you are a fan of games. And again... For this movie. And,
1: and again, this guy... Again, has reverence for the old games. Mm-hmm. They show him at the very be- at the very end of the game in his bedroom, his yep. childhood bedroom, playing the Atari, playing the Atari, and you know by this year, no one really is going to remember the Atari. Mm-hmm. But you know our ma- our main character here, he knows. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the people who are really, really, really into this world, mm-hmm. they have studied this man. They have right. studied everything related to this man. Right. All of his hopes and dreams and wishes Yeah, and, and Artemis loves. Even, and...
1: Artemis even gives him a, a little quiz. Like, what's his favorite thing? What's his favorite quote? His favorite movie? Favorite, yeah. favorite Wh-
0: song? Favorite this? Favorite right. that?
1: Okay. All right. Speaking of songs, there are so many licensed songs in this movie.
0: This is like an 80s... Rock anthem, 80s pop. Yeah. The soundtrack's it was, good. <laughs> it was
1: good, but it was kind of weird. It, it it was, again, again, it seems a little bit too pandery How so? to the audience. The people who are coming to see this movie are a bunch of nerds, us two included. Yes. <laughs> so putting in, you know, you know, very, very popular songs and putting in all these popular characters. You know, I just... I I, I have a hard time not thinking... You're cynical. Thinking. I am a cynical person. To a point. To a fault sometimes. I just... I like the movie. I do. I do. And I like a lot of these properties. But I think... Spielberg went a little bit too far. In pulling on those threads to really uh, to evoke those emotions that most of the audience going to see this will have.
0: Okay. I will say again, we haven't read the book, so I don't know how much of that is Spielberg and how much of that was written that way, because it is entirely possible that in the book it says, we open with the song Jump. Uh (laughs) You know, like there's a reference to that song, or there's a reference to Hall and Oates, or there's a reference to Joan Jett or something. Yeah. So I can't and I'm not, entirely say not And I'm not saying say just him. about the music. I'm, ju- I'm the just context. saying
1: all of the different characters that are... It was a little much for me. And it was... There's was so many different properties all put together. I didn't... Sometimes I didn't know what I was looking at. Yeah. Like, were those really the Ninja Turtles? Oh, those were, those... were definitely the Ninja Turtles. Right, right. And, like, for no... Like, with zero context. None. Just throw in these characters... Because you can?
0: Yes, because you can. Yeah. And again, you have to equate it to these are all properties that were favorites of the man who designed the world. Yeah. They exist in this world because he wanted them to. Mm-hmm. It's like if you were to design a world to your specifications, mm-hmm. you also, if you had the option... Put a bunch of nonsense in. You'd have yeah. all the games that only make sense to you. You'd have all the movies that only make sense to you.
1: Right. So in this is the thing that I'm going to tell myself to make, to make it okay. Because, again, knowing what I know about intellectual property, this would be impossible to do unless one company owned everything. Mm-hmm. Which, in this case, it seems like that that happened. Yeah. So Oasis, the company that, that runs Oasis...
0: They bought everything.
1: They bought every video game property known to man.
0: Because Columbus, Ohio is the fastest growing city because Mm -hmm. this is the fastest growing company. Yes. So the company has all the resources to do it.
1: Right. That's the only thing I can really think of because it's not only video game characters. It is movie, movie references and characters and things like that. They just own everything or at least they own the rights to everything.
0: That's right. Or, it's the future, or, Trent.
1: Or, like I said before about Fortnite, just to date this podcast, <laughs> you know, Fortnite is just buying up these licenses. And these licensees want to be included in Fortnite because it is the biggest thing in the world. Oasis is the biggest thing in the world. Yes. So all of these other properties, these other companies who own these properties want to be included they want a in piece. Avatar. They exactly. want
0: a piece of the action. I, said, I
1: just said Avatar. <laughs> in oasis yeah and i got a lot of avatar vibes from this well, too sure
0: same thing like i yeah when when you're having the exciting climax and he's in the game but he's hooked up and he's being throttled around in right. the real world right. it's just like stop moving the car <laughs> but yeah there's a, a couple of things that are important to note so the the ioi guy has an orb it's a level 99 artifact that basically locks out you have to whisper a magic spell and it creates a force field and nobody can get in and they manage to overcome it and everybody bursts in but then everybody starts dying and he has something called the cataclyst which is an item that will literally kill every single player in the game yep and I said to you, I have a feeling that this doesn't actually do what he thinks it does. I but was, it did. I was wrong. It did. I don't know why that would exist in this game. What purpose does that serve? Like, in a world that's supposed to be a fun game designed by this guy, why would you include something that can kill every player?
1: Yeah. Which, okay, I was kind of questioning, what language is that? Yeah. Like... like The thing that I came to mind was, is that like Elvish? Is that uh, fucking... Is it Klingon? Klingon, that was the other thing. No. Uh, The spell cast, uh, to use the Orb of Asuvux, sure, uh, is from the movie Excalibur in modern Irish Gaelic.
0: All right then. Yeah. Another layered,
1: Uh nerdy reference. Very, very. I've never
0: seen... I don't know that movie.
1: Nor do I. (gasps) Um, but yeah, so another video game reference here. Aren't you glad I'm here to explain all I this am. shit?
0: So the cataclyst in the movie, it does what it says and it just everybody kills everybody. Dies. Everybody so, in the
1: game, in the game dies.
0: Our hero is able to come back because he has an extra life, but yes. that's a whole different thing. But We're you, not get into that. you had another comment in the video game world. Explain this thing.
1: So I never played this game. It's world of Warcraft. Okay. Okay, it is an online game. It's been around a while. A long time, since 2004. It is still going. Yes. In World of Warcraft, they can only change so many things at at any given time. Like, the base game is the base game. But it's on all the time. Exactly. So they can only change a few things here and there, and they're very minor. The game makers wanted to make a big, big change. They wanted the ability to add in things that you can ride, and they wanted to add in new areas that you wouldn't be able to normally access. Again, this is just, my, my memory is fuzzy on this.
0: A system overhaul was required, basically.
1: Sure, sure. So what happened in the game was the game makers decided to put out something called Cataclysm. So very similar name. Very similar name. And it basically wiped everything out. I don't think it wiped all the characters, though. Mm -hmm. I think it just wiped out the world, and it allowed the game makers to basically start fresh. It's like, okay, guys, we're going to take the game in a completely different direction. You're going to like it, and if you don't, you can leave. You know, it it is what it is. It's our game. Your (laughs) characters are still there. We're going to try to give you some extra stuff. We're going to wipe everything out here and start new. And they did it. That seems to me like that's maybe where they were getting that from. Again. I don't know. The
0: name is too damn similar for it to mean anything else. Again,
1: I I never played it, but I know about it. And it it happened a long time ago. It's probably happened more than 10 years ago. And the fucking game is still going. So it must have done okay.
0: Yeah. So he gets to adventure. Our hero is the only one left in the game.
1: Yeah, and he knows the reference to the Easter egg and how to get to it. He
0: knows how to beat it, and he does, and he gets the key. I liked this little moment where the avatar of Halliday shows up, and of course, like I said, he is in the real world being thrashed about in a van, so he's trying to reach for the key, and he can't get it, and he goes, well, do you want it or not? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, dude. That little little stuff was, was, was funny.
0: Yeah. Mark Rylance is... A very dry man yeah, he's yeah. a very dry actor yeah and it's probably that british thing but he's funny when he wants to be yeah. he's very funny uh so he gets the key and he's ushered into this room he enters all three keys this yeah. wall opens up yep. and it's a room full of gold and magic and there's and a, a, giant a giant shining egg, shining egg. And the Avatar is there, and he tells him, sign this here, and you'll get the company. It's all for you. Yep.
1: But Betsy. And you're the
0: sole proprietor. But
1: Betsy, it's a test. It's a test. Yes. He says, yep. no, I'm not going to do that. He says, no. Oh, thank you. I'm just making sure. Yes. Just making sure.
0: And then we're basically, again, live action. Yep. We're in a room
1: we that's We get like transported his memory. to a memory of his when he was a child, mm-hmm. the room he grew up in, in the 70s. 80s i don't i I don't i think they they They
0: i would say early 80s probably
1: probably 80s um and it's him basically explaining you know what i was a really nerdy kid i didn't really know how to interact with other people and you know i I didn't
0: take chances i I, didn't i created
1: this game to kind of get out of things to get out of it because it was so hard for me to to live in the in the reality Mm -hmm. but he says you know reality is real And And this is a game. And this is just a game. I think he was glad that our hero really realized it and understood it. Mm -hmm. So.
0: So let me ask you this question. Wade's character. Yeah. He says, so you're not an avatar. Is Halliday really dead? And he says, yes. Yeah. But he asks him, what are you then? He doesn't say. And he doesn't say. What do you think he is?
1: Probably an AI.
0: Do you think that it is possible that in this complex world he has created mm-hmm. that it is a version of his consciousness? Yes.
1: That it's, it's all of his memories are there. Yeah.
0: Because how do you get this room mm-hmm. designed with an image of himself?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's real. It's not animated. It's not a computer.
1: And I think in the world of Ready Player One, this man has discovered the ability to scan his brain Mm -hmm. and upload his consciousness to this game.
0: For this purpose.
1: For this purpose. And
0: this purpose alone. Yeah. And he clearly did it when he was old because he is uploaded and in the Mm -hmm. game he is old. Mm
1: -hmm. The only other thing I can think of is that Simon Pegg's character... Has been working on this after he died. Maybe. Like they they were working together on this game up until the day he died. And, you know, he's, he's no dummy. Like, he helped make the game as well. We don't really know much about him. So that's the only thing I can think of is that he was working on this, I guess, the end of the game, maybe? Mm-hmm. Or continuing on with the development of this ai of this of this man yeah. who really existed and who else better to program the ai than someone who really really knew him well
0: yeah his one friend yeah he had
1: one friend mm-hmm. okay and again it's it's very much a steve jobs and steve wozniak type, kind of a thing mm-hmm. woz is this woz was this this guy who died
0: one is the brains and yeah. one is the ideas yeah they're different things yeah
1: and Steve Jobs was this charismatic guy who, you know, decided, you know what, I'm going to use this to make money. Mm-hmm. And Woz never really... He
0: just wanted to play just, with
1: computers. He just wanted to build computers and, you know, make a little bit of money. He didn't... He had no idea it would ever, ever grow up to the to be this big thing. And and Woz, I think, met Steve Jobs when they worked at Atari together. Yeah. If you can believe that. <laughs> So you just got to get
0: the right people together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I like this movie. I like the fact that it is, it is allowed to be nerdy in all the best ways.
0: All right. I would be remiss if I didn't bring up. There's one F word.
1: Of course. In this movie. Fucking Chucky.
0: (laughs) They have Chucky, the murdering doll. Yeah. Yeah. And they they say here use this little guy yeah, as a
1: weapon as
0: a weapon and he's just Chucky with a knife flailing and he is thrown at one of the Sixers and scream and who screams fucking Chucky fucking Chucky it's fucking Chucky <laughs> did you have any little moments like that that you really appreciated just oh, for their nerdy nerdy pop culture ness
1: I mean it was weird when Goro came around and then the alien popped out of his chest. <laughs>
0: and then it's a puppet it's just just
1: a a puppet yeah (laughs) because goro was a puppet
0: yeah yeah and there's just little like stickers on everything yeah and at one point he screams hadouken
1: (laughs) hadouken
0: it's just so many things and i think
1: it's maybe a little bit over the top it's like okay okay come on Even people who really, really like video games don't do that shit. I'm one of those guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I think I'm going to have to let this one stew for a little while to see how I feel about it in the long run. I like movies that are chock full of pop culture references because I like pop culture. It's what I recognize. It's what I'm good at. You're good at video games. So again, you have a different interpretation because you get this world. Yeah. So I think there are things that I really appreciated about this. I, I thought overall this was pretty good. I would be curious to hear from someone who has an altered opinion about this, who found this to be not good, to be
1: divisive. What I would like to know is if there's anybody out there who has actually read the book and and seen the movie.
0: Or one or the other and you just have strong opinions. Yeah. I would like to hear your strong
1: opinions. Because I don't really have a strong opinion about this movie. No. I thought it was good. I, I like the fact that it was a lower key kind of a story. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a, you know, save the world kind of a thing.
0: I was a little concerned when you pointed out there's still 40 minutes left in this. Yeah. That it was going to feel really, really long. Yeah. But it moved along. I think uh-huh. the pacing saved it because yeah. that freaked me out. Where it's like, oh my God, there's 40 more minutes of this. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of flew by. So. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah.
1: I had so the same I, feeling. Yeah, I
0: think the pacing was good; that it didn't feel as long as that.
1: And I think them switching back between uh, the oasis and the real world helped. Mm-hmm. I wish they spent more time in the real world. Yep, and that they touched on there's, that. If there's any reg- if there's any regret I I had about this is that, man, I I really wish that they would have explained why the world is the way it is. And maybe-
0: that's just again part of the point so like at the end of the movie he does take over the company but he manages it with his friends and they turn off the game tuesdays and thursdays so people are forced to spend time in the real world which
1: is is well and well and fine but you just got half a trillion dollars and all you're doing is hanging out in your loft apartment with your girlfriend
0: making out trends. making out making out
1: is a good way to spend with, a tuesday <laughs> let me get to my points here betsy uh all you're doing is just hanging out in in your retro apartment when maybe you could use some of your money to help the people where you used to live
0: they didn't touch on it it doesn't mean he didn't he's got trillions of dollars now <laughs> i know
1: i realize that but you know, you talked about you know sentimental things. Like they could have had an entire like montage of shit that he was doing to you know help his people, help things out. Uh, maybe the they...
0: movie is two hours and twenty some minutes. Do you really need it to be longer to get some summary of what he does after? No, just let it go, Charlie. Allow me,
1: <laughs> allow me to feel better about the two hours and twenty minutes that I just spent on this movie. <laughs> give me a little bit more to make me feel okay about that but yes i didn't hate it i liked it it was fine i don't see why it is divisive
0: yeah i think it must have to do with the book i most I, of the time that's i what would it is. really like to know if that's it or if it yeah. is something i have just completely I mean, is overlooked
1: this, is this like the martian level of deviation i would like to know that
0: please Please tell us. Yes. Sometimes we get email. Speaking of segues.
1: <laughs> Betsy, you're so good at that.
0: <laughs> we have an email.
1: Why, yes, Betsy, we did get an email. Who is it from, Trent? It is from Sup- Step Stephanie.
0: Oh, Suparfan Stephanie.
1: <laughs> yes, that one. That one. And... This person is talking about The Karate Kid. That's a movie we watched. Yeah, we like to watch movies. Sometimes. But she says, Yay, such a good movie. Mr. Miyagi is definitely the best part. I do absolutely feel bad for every child that was subjected to that horrible Cobra Kai sensei. Yeah, what
0: that, a, guy, that guy was a dick.
1: What a jerk. Yeah, she, was- she's, she's more... Uh, She's more kind about it.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm Uh, not. He's a dick. (laughs) He is a
1: dick. Uh, He is basically a child abuser. Yeah? Fact. I had my fair share of bad coaches, but whoa, that guy just sucks. Pat Morita is so good in that scene where you learn about his backstory. I also learned about Japanese internment camps way too late. I don't know if South Dakota history classes spend as much time on civil war as we do in Missouri, uh, but I feel like some of that time could have been spent on World War II and internment camps. Truth. Yes, we'll get to more of that. Uh, being kicked in the face fixed Johnny's personality. <laughs> yeah, because he says, it saved hey, him. hey, yeah, you're all right, kid. <laughs> Head trauma will do that. Sometimes. I don't know what he. I don't know what he's doing in the new movie. If if he's still the t- a bad guy. TV show. TV show. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he, if he's like changed his ways on the TV show. I'm pretty or not. sure
0: they're like friends now.
1: Probably. You can't hold a grudge for that long.
0: No, get over it. It's like 40 years ago. My God, you were teenagers. Yeah. Who's the same person as they were when they were teens?
1: God, I hope. Jesus. God,
0: I hope not. Oh. That would be, be awful. Horrible. I sucked.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then she, she finishes. Now I want to learn correct Oh, it was from super fan Stephanie. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. We misread that. It was from super fan Stephanie.
1: Thank you, Stephanie.
0: Thank you, Stephanie.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Like the whole not learning about, ooh, maybe the dark history of the of the United States should be probably covered more so that the kids understand where we came from. So we understand where we are. The phrase, those who fail
0: history are doomed to repeat it. Yeah. Yeah, you got to
1: learn from their, respe- you gotta their learn. mistakes. You got to learn are are Destined to repeat their mistakes. Yeah. yeah. That whole thing. Yeah. Understand where you come from so that you know where you're going. So that you don't do it again. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important. And, you know, it's, it's not that, you know, you don't like the country. It's a matter of, you know what? Recognize that things change and you learn for the better
0: mistakes were made
1: yeah yes and that's that's the least of what you could that's say the about the
0: nicest it. way we can put it and oh, there's yeah. that's there's a lot to unpack oh
1: yes and and fortunately i think our generation and i think stephanie is in this same generation our generation understands these things we have a lot more access to history and information than any of our previous generations have. So we it's want to use that information for good and not just sweep it under the rug.
0: Yeah. Google it, guys. Yeah. It's, it's so easy now.
1: Learn some shit. But Betsy, that is the end of this episode.
0: That's right.
1: I've never seen it.
0: So, how do the people find us, Trent?
1: I'm not going to give out our address.
0: Okay, well... Maybe the
1: people who we invite onto the show, maybe as a guest sometime, if they happen to be in town, maybe. If they're not that lucky, how do they find us on the World Wide Web? Oh, an an electronic address. Correct. Or to send electronic mail. That would be ideal. What would such a thing be called? Would it be an electronic address of some kind? Mayhaps. (gasps) What if I just told you what it is?
0: That is what I'm asking for.
1: Okay. It is neverseenitpod at gmail.com. Email us, please. What I want to hear from you is about this episode, other episodes. Give us topics of conversation. That's the things that we like doing the most, other than, you know, talking about the movie.
0: That we just watched.
1: Yeah. Uh, But yeah, send us an email, neverseenitpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, neverseenit underscore pod. And if you wish... If you please, if you have some extra scratch, throw us, throw it our way. Click the link in the podcast description about support. Throw us a buck, throw us five bucks or 10 bucks, whatever bucks you got. Send it our way. We will very much appreciate it. But Betsy, that's it for us today. That was Ready Player One. Ready Player One. We've done it. It's it's done. Is is it game over yet? What other video game references can we can we game make? Game
0: over, man.
1: That's a that's a different movie.
0: Terminator 2. They referenced that in this movie.
1: That's right, they did. <laughs> Iron Giant. Was that okay? We need to look this up. Was that Vin Diesel doing the Iron Giant voice? I doubt it. I don't
0: know. I doubt it. I doubt but it. But goddamn
1: it, I wish they did. <laughs> that
0: would be fun. That would be fun. But until yes. we'll have, yes. we'll have more things to look up. So until next time. Until
1: next time, I've been Trent.
0: I've been Betsy. And this
1: has been never seen it. We'll see you on the flip side.
0: Bye bye.